no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. Let's talk about what a master is. A master, my friends, is a slave's most important relationship and aspect of that slave's life. Okay? Why is that? Because depending on who your master is will determine the quality of your life. How horrible your life will be or how wonderful and good it will be. Because depending on who your master is will determine how well you're treated, how well you're taken care of. And guess what? For a slave, you have to do everything your master tells you to do. And when you do that, that those instructions... Those commands will lead you to absolute terrible and horrible living circumstances or it will lead to health and goodness. And in our case, what we're talking about, life everlasting. Does that make sense? And so that's what a master is. And the Bible's very clear that everybody has a master. In fact, there are only two masters, God and sin. Even if you are, we talked about, you know, if you live for yourself, who really is your master? Well, if you're living for yourself, you still have a master. If you think that I don't care what other people think, you know, nobody can tell me what to do. I do my own thing. Well, you have a master, and the master is sin. And here's why. Sin wants you to live according to your own will because it's not according to God's will. God's will is his and his alone. And God's will and his word well, they will always lead to what God intends and wants for you. But you live outside of that and you live according to your own way and your own will. Well, it's not God's then. And it means it's sin's control over you. This Bible verse in 1 John 5.19 says it so clearly. We know that we believers are children of God. But we know that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Okay? The whole world that does not know God and is, God is not their master, well, they're actually in control of the devil who influences them to live under the power of sin. When we live for our own happiness... Right? And we strive after being happy. Well, if it's not according to God's way, it's not going to lead to happiness. 
It will lead to what Romans calls death, for the wages of sin is death. Say it a different way. You work really hard, and the reward that sin as a master will pay you is death, is no life. You were made for life. You were made for living. You were made to be satisfied, and it won't lead to that. Yeah? It will only pay and it will only reward you in death. And so that is a very, very important understanding. That if you're living for yourself or if you're living for another person, and this is a sad state of our world, isn't it? I know so many people who live for their parents to make their parents happy. Is this a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. You've got to listen. I, li- I know a lot of parents who live to make their children happy. And that's their sole purpose in their life. I know a lot of people who are married who are living to make one another happy. And this, if you're living for this, your true master is sin. Why is that? Because you have chosen to live according to somebody else's will, not God's. And when we do that, they become an idol. (laughs) True? They become our God in other ways, in other words. And so, sin becomes our master. And you will try to make the other person happy, but you will be unhappy. Now the question is, does God want you to be happy? Well, I'll answer it like this. God wants you to experience His unceasing and boundless joy. But that joy comes not from another person. It comes from the living God who is the source of that joy. Okay? And so for, if you're living for yourself or if you're living for another person and their approval or their happiness, this is a very important thing for you and me to take a look at because then God is not our master. He's not our leader. He's not our Lord. And that has every impact, very powerful impact in our life. Matthew 6.24 says we cannot serve two masters, for either we will hate the one and love the other, or we'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. We cannot serve God and mammon, mammon being money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. You see, every one of us has been given a desire by God. He created it, and he created a new desire to be loved, to be accepted, to be important, to be secure, okay? But when we take these desires and we go after it ourselves like the toys did in the video clip, their own way, it didn't turn out the way they wanted, didn't it? This is not just only a video clip. This is true life, (laughs) When we look and to fill these things, these desires that God has given us, 
in another person, it's not going to turn out the way you want it. Because those desires are meant to be filled by God. So if you, if you try to fill these desires by money, by fame, what are, what are some other things that it says possessions, a new iPhone, or the new Samsung, whatever it is, money is not about the money itself. It's what you think it's going to buy that it's going to fulfill that created desire in your heart. Yeah? And so that's why it says you can only serve God or money. You cannot serve both. Who is your master's? But we got really good news. If you want to experience unconditional love, you want to experience joy that is beyond happiness, you want to be satisfied just the way God intended, well, here's how you do it. You simply do what he says. He is your good master. The way he wants to take care of you, the way he wants to treat you, is with perfect love. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16 through 18, I put a, a paraphrase. This is the, these are the two or three verses that we've been looking at through your discussions here. And it wraps it up so well. It's a paraphrase, but it's another way of looking at what, what we've been talking about because obedience to God is true freedom. And that's what we all want. You've been built and you've been created for freedom. And that's what God wants you to experience. So listen to this in the message. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. This is what we've been talking about. Things that you choose to do to be free... Well, that actually takes it away and destroys it. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God, and the freedom never quits. It never ends. All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master, one who commands, set you free to live openly in his freedom. His word, his will, everything that he says as our master is for your freedom. If you want to be set free from whatever that you feel imprisoned by, then you need to listen to God and do what he says because that's where true freedom will be. Okay? And This is what the devil lies to us about. Obeying God is going to be difficult. No, his commands, he says, is not burdensome. In fact, they are freeing. They free us fully and completely. You and I, you might be the smartest person in in the room, maybe the smartest person in the world, but you don't know anything compared to what God knows. True? Even if you're the smartest person who's ever lived, and Solomon was considered the wisest person who's ever lived, he doesn't know anything 
in comparison to what God knows. And God knows freedom. God knows love. And he wants to tell you how to experience that. How to know that. So who is your master? A very important question for us to take into continual conversations with Father God and our, with one another. I encourage you to continue doing that throughout the week. If Jesus Christ is not your master, if he's not your Lord, then this is your first act of obedience that will lead you to freedom. And so if the Holy Spirit is working in your heart to, to know him as your Savior and your Lord, then let's pray together. Let's pray together right now. And if the Holy Spirit's also speaking to you about what this means, who's been really your master in your life, well, let him do his work in your heart as we pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word, that your word is everlasting and it is eternal, that through your word, your very heart is expressed, your very word your will, your intentions, your plan, your power, all of that is revealed when it meets with our heart and our obedience. Father, there are some, I believe, here right now are listening to this on recording that you are working in to where you're saying that Jesus, your son, who died on the cross, was buried and raised to new life and placed in the heavenlies at your right hand, whose name is above every other name, that this someone that you're working on right now doesn't know you truly as their Lord. So we pray right now. Join with me, my, my dear friend. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Pray with me if the Holy Spirit is leading you to do this. Say, Jesus, I don't know you, but I want to. I've heard that you're my Savior and that you are to be Lord of my life to experience true freedom. I want to be saved from sin. So right now I accept you with all of my heart as my Savior and my Lord. I repent of being a sinner who hated you, who did not know you, who wanted to live my own life. Now I give my life fully to you to become a slave of righteousness. And I receive right now the gift of your Holy Spirit, your new life, your very own nature to live in me. And brother and sister, if God's speaking to your heart about lordship, if he's truly your Lord, because if you're experiencing a prison right now, if you're experiencing being trapped, if you're experiencing not being free, then I would encourage you to listen to God and obey Him. What is He speaking to you about? What is He identifying? What is He putting His beautiful, loving light on? 
And at this time, if you're willing, entrust it and submit it to your master, your loving, perfect, and good master, God our Father. And he will make it right. Father, we thank you for being faithful even when we are a faithless people. Thank you that even though we're so imperfect that you are perfect in all of your ways and you've placed your perfect and good nature within us to know you and respond to you in a way that leads to right living and to glorify you in all the earth. Praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.